Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency. I just hit my mic with my hand, and you're listening to another episode of Successfully Funded. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders, crowdfunder, crowdfunder. How is everybody doing out there in the land of crowdfunding, the land of big mushrooms and cherry blossoms and um, and Alice in Wonderland style crowdfunding, right? Is that what you guys are doing out there? I don't even know what you guys are doing. I don't know what this land is that I can I, I imagine in my brain, but it seems magical. It just seems so magical. All right. So what is successfully funded? That is a great question I just asked myself. So what we do here is we talk to project creators while they're in the middle of an active campaign, uh, while they are while they're fresh in the battle, right? And they're trying to raise capital and money and getting their projects off the ground. So that's when we want to talk to them. We want to get the most up-to-date information to you so that you are ready to go to launch your campaign and raise those big, big dollar amounts, right? Which is what we're all trying to do, right? So coming up on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the men's watch world. Yeah, we're going to talk about a wristwatch and a pocket watch that's all in one. Yeah, it's called Dr. W. So yeah, that interview is going to be coming up here in a little bit with Reindeer. Reindeer? Man, I had a hard time with that. That's a hard name to say for me for some reason, but I think I said it right. Reindeer. Reindeer? Reindeer. Reindeer. Yeah, that's it. Man. See, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I mean, if I'm going to be a professional podcaster, I've got to be able to say people's names, right? So what else is going on? You know, yesterday was a kind of a funky day, a little bit of a funk day. I got a little funk on it, and I'm going I'm to tell you why. So some of you out there might know that my, my wife and I, we've struggled a little bit. There's no doubt about that. Marriage has been a, uh, I would say, a battle. Um, which, you know, and it's, I've amplified it. I've definitely thrown a lot of gasoline on that fire because of being an entrepreneur and working from home. And again, those are things that were not discussed when they were said, hey, it's a good thing to be a business owner. Hence me having a lot of conversations to people about, man, if you, uh, yeah, you have to think about your partner. And uh, I didn't do that for a long time. I'm doing it now. A lot of therapy. But uh, yesterday, uh, ran across the wonderful world of Facebook, exposed something. Not expose anything on me, but basically what happened was is I uh, guy I grew up with was in um, uh, a band with for almost 12, 13 years. Uh, he was my strong songwriting buddy. We wrote a lot of songs together. All the songs you hear at the end of these episodes, him and I wrote. Well, I learned that he uh, had four kids and they got a, they got through a divorce. And we, my wife went on the wife's page and read this post that was that was intense. It was an intense post, and there was no doubt about it that it moved a rain cloud over this, my little dwelling, um, and it's just been on my mind just because ah, these people were close to me. We grew up in the same area. We have the, ba- the same background story. Um, we just, we, we loved writing. We were musicians. We are still musicians, I guess you should say, um, but man, just seeing the impact on what this does, it's, man, it's heavy, man. It is heavy. So I'm reflecting on that a lot today. I'm just thinking about, you know, what it's like to, to really start a business in this, you know, with a significant other and the sacrifices that are made and the selfishness that can go with it sometimes, the, the, the communication ups and downs. 
I mean, just every day how much I have to work on communication because now, once now that my wife works for me, here's a, that's a whole other element. I haven't even discussed that. Like my, my wife now works with me almost full time. She is here all the time handling invoices, handling scrum calls. Um, a lot of the communication flows through her. She's handling the cash flow, all that sort of stuff, right? So a lot of stuff is now being, being uh, is now rolling through her. And, you know, I've never had anybody like that. I've never, you know, I've always tried to do that, those sort of things by myself. So having that is a whole nother element of communication that you have to work through. So I, I bring up all these things as not so much cautionary tales, but more of just like, you know, you don't really know some of these things until you get right into the middle of it. And you don't realize how stressful it can be trying to start a business, um, you know, trying to have cash flow. Uh, trying to have make clients happy, dealing with shitty clients, which we're going to talk about that in a second because I have a whole other problem. Let's talk about that actually real quick. Let's pivot real quick. So we record all of our conversations, right? Obviously, I'm an audio guy. We record everything. This f- client decided to rail on me personally for a little bit in the intro part. Like they got on a couple minutes early bef- and it records the whole time you get on, right? So I've got like two minutes of this guy railing on me about this task that he did in eight seconds because he kept track of it and i keep thinking about it and i wrote some snottiness right back to him and the whole reason i oh mind you let me back up too so this the request was a very simple one it was a it is a 15 second job if you have the right url login and password which i'm not being provided so i had to struggle to get to it but ultimately this guy ended up doing the task and he kept track of his time so that he could bitch about how it only took eight seconds to do and these guys couldn't do it. I don't have the login and password, whatever. So I wrote something, but I think I wrote something and I was going to send it. And then I I took that moment. I read something not too long ago on Medium of like, just take that moment, take a deep breath, and then don't send it, right? There's no reason to send it. What am I trying to do here? Why am I trying to do that? So you know, so even that, right? Like my wife had to deal with that. I had to hear my wife being talked shitty to because of this client. And you just wonder like, man, you know, yes, we need to get paid. We want to take that money. We want that. But there's a point too where you're like, you're an asshole. So all of that stuff sort of jams all together into this big melting pot of communication, trust, stress, raising children, so let's let's flip over to good stuff though. But we are sitting here today on May thirty first, getting ready to do this conversation. It was a great interview. I love talking about watches. I think they're always fascinating. Um, but you know, we're planning out our summer, and we're probably going to try to take a little little two or three day trip per month. Um, then we're going to do maybe a big one in September. We might go to this Pilgrims Festival, which we're thinking about right now, and um, and really try to do it up a little bit. But we really want to have like a nice summer. My my daughter will start kindergarten uh, in the fall, and now we'll have two kids in school, right? So we're trying to kind of plan out this next phase and really have a nice summer together where you know we do a lot of stuff. But now I have to balance that with I still have client and client work, and we can't let any of that stuff kind of fall. So definitely we're starting to feel that you know those. Um, uh, that was that balancing act is starting. So that's what's going on over here at One Runs Away. I know it was a little bit of a rant. We went kind of full circle around a bunch of stuff. But, you know, a lot of stuff going on, man, and we're just always working on it. So I will bring up a couple things. If you are struggling maybe in your business or you are thinking about maybe some improvements, right? Maybe you're thinking about adding chat bots or Facebook ads or just some general business consulting and how it works, you know, you know, just how it all works, right? Like 
maybe getting another set of eyeballs and 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 a and a and a, and a mouthpiece to talk to for a little bit. Uh, you know, um, so you know, by all means, send me a a message. Shoot me a message, Jeff at Woodshed Dad Agency. Um, you know, if I would love to talk with you, shoot me a message over in, um, if you go to the website, Woodshed that agency, there's a little chat button at the bottom. That's me. Um, I will, I will be the one who's chatting, um, with you and, uh, yeah. And, and connect with us. And then also let's do, I'm going to do all my little shout outs here of all the things I need you guys to do. Go over to iTunes right now. Subscribe to successfully funded there. That would be awesome. And while you're there, subscribe to Gawker backer every Tuesday and Thursday, I put out mini episodes of me kind of meeting people around the world and just talking. So kind of fascinating stuff there too. Um, so go go meet those things. And for this for this episode, make sure you go over to Dr. W over on Kickstarter right now. And that is the wristwatch and pocket watch all in one. So go check them out. Um, yeah, and, and and back that, man. If you want to add this really cool watch um, to your uh, collection, I think it would be awesome. So, all right, guys, let's go ahead and kick into my conversation. And, uh, yeah, let's go learn about some watches. And we'll go recording here so why don't we do a quick sound check here um what'd you have for breakfast this morning uh i had a uh, yogurt with uh, granola nice what kind of yogurt is it just plain or uh, you go? any like fancy the, yogurt? Uh, yogurt okay very nice very nice a coffee drinker orange juice water what about a liquid is there did you wash it uh, with anything so I uh, usually drink uh, tea and not too much coffee actually okay so, all right i'm not a coffee drinker either so i, I don't know never had one Awesome. Well, I think we're sounding good. Why don't we jump right into it? So why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about what you are raising money for over on Kickstarter right now? Yeah, so we're raising for, uh, uh, our brand is called Dr. W, and we're raising for a watch that is both a wristwatch and a pocket watch. And you can change it from a wristwatch to a pocket watch uh, just by a simple twist. It clicks off or it clicks on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you, yeah, you basically get get the two watches so you don't really see it uh we didn't do any concessions in the design for for either of the two uh, watches that's awesome uh, that's that's really cool so where was like i mean this just seems like such an ingenious idea here where was the idea to like kind of put these two great watch designs together and and offer it as one as one like product almost yeah so uh my brother is a is a doctor and he had been looking for a nice and a little bit more uh, like modern looking uh, pocket for, uh, pocket watch for quite a while, uh, but he couldn't really find one he, he liked. Um, I was into watches already for uh, quite quite a while. Basically, I uh, got my first watch when I was a small child, and from then, yeah, I don't know. I always found watches. Yeah, it's the. I think it's the man's uh, accessory. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I like watches. Um, so he was, yeah, he, he was looking for a nice pocket watch because uh, he couldn't re- uh, wear a wristwatch uh, at work because of hygienic reasons. Oh, right. Uh, so, and in weekends, he used to wear a, a, a wristwatch. So, and he likes watches as well. So I started thinking a little bit about, so maybe I should make a nice modern uh, uh uh, pocket watch, uh, but then also start thinking together with with David, uh, the friend and uh, business partner I do it together with. So, yeah, is there an, uh, a different way to make a watch hygienic or or do something that he's able to wear uh, wear the watch 
both at his work and also at home. So sure. then how we came up uh, with the idea to make a watch that is both, uh, both a wrist and a pocket watch. Uh, yeah, of course, then we started Googling, uh, looking if we could find anything. You can find some things that are, yeah, that, that are both watches, but not really something that doesn't do any concessions or uh, something that is really easy, changeable from the one sure. to the other. Um, so, yeah, then we basically start thinking about how this could work and uh, how we could develop it. Uh, start looking into, yeah, click and turn and twist mechanisms. We're inspired by, uh, uh, by lights and by, uh, like, the lens of a photo camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I saw that in the video. I thought that was a, a great twist, uh, no pun intended, actually, in the video of just like these, uh, the camera and all the great things that yeah. twist. I thought that was a really yeah. great analogy for people to see it and go, oh. I, I yeah, and actually, those are also, a few of those things are also really the things that inspired us. Also, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's also a nice, I think. And, and it's really that, yeah, the, those simple, like, twist and click, that, yeah, that took us a while also to develop because we 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 it, it had to be something like that. It had to be really easy and and sure. really easy to change. Uh, and then, so our from our first prototypes, uh, we worked uh, and improved uh, a little bit on the mechanism. So the first prototype, uh, it didn't fall off, but we felt it was still a little bit too easy. So we made the mechanism a little bit more. Uh, uh, so you have to you have to do a little bit more fierce uh, push now to turn it and get it off. And now it's, yeah, now it's really stuck there. So That's if great. you don't really want to get it off, you won't get it off. Right. Well, uh, let's so. go back. Let's go back a little bit further than that. So I, I always like to start these types of calls too, or, or these interviews with, you know, if uh, I always find it fascinating when somebody just creates something from, you know, out of nowhere, right? Like a, a watch, right? So yeah. even though that you had this idea and you're like, Hey, this might be something that'd be great for my brother, or I could definitely see this in the market. What though is the first step as for you as a startup? Like, how, you know, where, where do you go? How do you just all of a sudden I'm a watchmaker? You know, that like we're, that seems like a big step for for an average person to take. You know. Yeah. So it it was uh, and it is still a big adventure. Um, so yeah, we started obviously googling, just mm-hmm. Google and and find a lot of information. We also started like. Uh, so we started a little bit with like a business model canvas and, and things like that. Uh, we also decided after to write like a more classic business, uh, like a business plan just to to make sure we covered the most important topics. And some topics we, yeah, were a little bit less important because we, we knew a little bit more, but it, it helped us a lot actually to cover really the topics and also think about things we may not have thought of. So uh, it also helped us to think already in a start about logistics uh, uh, and of course uh, the most important part I, I think is the, the producer for the watch mm-hmm. and I think uh, our big lesson is so we did everything with quite a limited budget and our biggest lesson is to um, yeah so spend the money wisely that you're spending and, and we spend money on finding a good producer so, sure sure and what kind? I mean, was that something that you or your business partner had any track record in at all? I mean, you know, outside of the power of Google, did you have relationships built in the past or any other businesses that you've ever worked on? Or how did you start to discover that? And what and what were you looking for at that point? 
Yeah, so so we so on the design part, we have uh, a really good friend who helped us a lot in the design of the watch. So he has a lot of experience in in a lot of uh, mechanical engineering things. Uh, so he could help us a lot actually with the system and also build it robust that it would last for for years and years and years. Uh, so there we got a lot of help from uh, from that friend. Also, yeah, we got a lot of help from all kinds of people in our network. I think that's also the the key takeaway. Yeah, we would never have been able to do it without our network. We got a lot of help in all kinds of ways. Uh, and then for finding the right producer, uh, yeah, we use, uh, uh, we use a company and we first started by looking some webinars from the company to see, and they were for free just to see if, if they had, yeah, if we, we thought they would be the right uh, party to help us finding a good producer. Uh, they had a lot or they have a lot of experience in the watch industry mm. um, so we contacted them had some contact with them and they have a startup guide about watches so how do you start building a watch brand um, and how do you find the right producer so we pay them for a startup guide and also helping us to find a good producer and besides yeah we talk through our network with a lot of uh, uh, people that we're in retailing, also in the watch industry. Uh, we went to watch factories from, uh, yeah, from really high-end uh, Dutch brands uh, to see how it all worked. And uh, yeah, we 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 were very interested already from a young age in watches. Um, but it's also good to really see the inside. And sure, sure. We opened watches to see how does it all look inside, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it has been a really fun fun journey. And uh, well, so, so for this journey, um, you know, from it being a, a, an idea and a, and a and a conception, a thought to where you are right now with a, a successful Kickstarter, how long has that journey been? Uh, so, I think the idea, um, yeah, I got the idea through my brother about two years ago, um, and. Yeah, from then I started thinking a little bit, developing, uh, developing a little bit, um, also to, yeah, as my business partner to do to do that together, and um, um, I think about a little, yeah, about one and a half years ago we started like quite seriously. We 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 got a clear idea on how this uh, should work and uh, how we could do it, um, and then we really start. Yeah, we uh, we started our business officially uh, uh, in uh, January 2017, and we started uh, three months before, like working regularly on our on our uh, on our company. Uh, and then, yeah, a lot of time went into the designing of the watches and the the mechanism behind. Sure. And also that the mechanism behind it's yeah it's done by a friend, uh, and he did it also beside his uh, normal work. So that's. <laughs> Sometimes it was a little bit uh, hard, and uh, but in the end we're very happy we did this because yeah we had to yeah we had to give him the whole idea from from scratch and tell him everything every right. detail everything we wanted to do so he had the yeah basically the whole concept was in his hands so we had we needed somebody that we could really trust and uh, that we did dare to give the whole idea to. That's great. So over that over that two years span, um, what was like the biggest roadblock that you ran into, or like a hurdle that you just couldn't do something you wanted to do? Uh, was, was there anything that majorly was a was a big issue? Um, so I think the the yeah the biggest the hardest part was really the design and the design of the mechanism. So 
we had to make a mechanism that it was that thin that the watch wouldn't become too thick. So we didn't want the watch to be thicker than uh, than yeah, 13, uh, 12 millimeters. It's, mm -hmm. it's 12 millimeters thick now, including the whole mechanism and everything, uh, and a 43 uh, millimeters diameter. And that was really something that was really important, but that was also something that made it really hard to design it. So, uh, yeah, it's the, the mechanism is made now with with uh, little spring bars uh, and, and pins uh, that that locked the uh, watch, and it's all extremely tiny uh, material. And uh, that was yeah, it was hard to find out, and also for us it was hard, but uh, yeah, for the, for our uh, designer it was even harder to <laughs> to find out everything, and also. Uh, yeah, to make use of existing materials, uh, existing standards, not that we had to make everything custom. So if, yeah, custom spring bar or anything that would make the whole project so much more expensive. Sure. So that that was actually, uh, that took us the most time. And that also gave us maybe a little bit delay uh, on what we maybe had hoped for before. Sure. We knew, we knew that could happen and it has not been a problem at all. Right. So on the flip side of that, though, was there a moment where you really knew that you actually had something that you wanted to kind of push forwards with, right? You know, um, you know, I mean, you're going down a rabbit hole here, right? So, yeah. you know, is there something where you're like, we got something here, let's keep pushing, this is going to be great, you know? Yeah, so when when uh, so that was actually the moment when 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 he had the drawings and he, he called us and said, okay, guys, I... I really got it now. I think it's really going to work. It's uh, 12 millimeters thick, 43 millimeters diameter, and I think it's really going to work. And it's it's, uh, it's all made of, of of a mechanism that's really uh, proven in in the uh, in the engineering industry. Uh, yeah, for example, a camera lens. So he said this is going to work and this is going to last. Yeah, for 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 five, ten, or maybe forever. Uh, this this is something really good. So. Yeah, that gave us a lot of confidence. But the moment we saw our first prototype, that was the moment we really uh, we got a video from our producer where he clicked it on and clicked it off, and we we're like, "Wow, that mm -hmm. that's amazing!" And he he said it works really well because they never did something like that either, so they thought it was quite exciting as well to do it. Yeah, and they clicked it on and they clicked it off, and they said it's really working. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's cool. So where are you? Well, where are you located right now? Uh, in Amsterdam. Absolutely. And, and what's been like the startup culture where you're located? I mean, you've mentioned that you've had some support obviously around you, but uh, are there, you know, good incubators or um, just an open kind of culture to like learn from mentors and stuff like that? W what's the environment like there for a startup? Um, so I think there's, uh, yeah, there, it's, it's, yeah, you can get a lot of help and, uh, uh also, more and more people uh, doing their own startups. So we spoken to quite some people that did a Kickstarter project uh, that are from Amsterdam or around Amsterdam. Uh, so those people could help us. Also, uh, so we uh, both come from a large corporate. Uh, also there, we could get a lot of help. Um, yeah, and also through, yeah, basically through our network of friends. Uh, that that was by far the most help we, we could get. So for example, on... on yeah, we're both not in the legal area, but we could get a lot of help there from from people we know. Mm. Um, yeah, David is more uh, the finance guy, and I'm more the creative guy, and also that helped us a lot because we're yeah, our qualities are quite uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, broad. Uh, so yeah, and yeah, we have to thank our friends most because 
whenever we we got stuck somewhere or there was a blog, we put it out on Facebook or put it out on WhatsApp and ask people like, does anybody know someone that can help us with a legal thing or a, mm-hmm. a design thing or whatever? And everybody would help us with tips and people and everybody has been really open and willing to speak to us. And uh, yeah, that, that has been really amazing. So that's cool. It's great to have that support. I mean, I, I think a lot of these projects don't succeed without it. Um, it just, it takes a village basically to, to get these projects yeah. off the ground. Um, yeah. So I was, uh, you know, you know, the watch industry is really competitive right now, especially on Kickstarter. I mean, there, there's, I mean, I, I personally have worked on a few of them. What, you know, when you guys were jumping into this, was that at all a concern or how did you, or did you think that you had something that would stand out and it really wasn't a big worry for you? Cause I know there's just, again, you've, I'm sure you've seen it. There's a ton of watches. So what was your guys' take on that? Well, yeah, we, uh, so we did a really thorough research on all the watch Kickstarter pro- uh, projects that have been out there to see, okay, what's the, uh, so what's the average amount they want to raise? Uh, how many backers did they have? How long did it take, uh, take it to, to be fully funded? All kinds of things like that we, we researched. So we got all the data in and just analyze it and see, okay, what, what do we need? How many people do we need? What should be our like bare minimum to, uh, uh, to raise? Um, so we did a really thorough analysis, um, and I think that helped us a lot. Together with, uh, we started. So when we started our company uh, early 2017, we also, um, with the help of my girlfriend, we, we built a whole website and put all the social media out, and we just started uh, building content. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, by now really everybody like the friends of our friends and the friends of our families and everybody knows about our project and uh, that has helped us a lot so we were quite confident that with only like uh, yeah friends families and fools we mm-hmm. would already be able to raise our uh, uh, yeah our our uh, funding goal um, but we didn't really know what to expect being out on kickstarter we knew that what you said there's so many projects out there so it's hard to stand out uh yeah we we thought we had something special but then still if you don't come across our project you won't even know that we have something special um so we really pushed for and hoped for uh getting our project funded within 24 hours so we organized a lounge party with all our friends and families and uh and hope that could give us a push as well to towards uh, f- getting funded within 24 hours. And that, uh, yeah, we managed that. So we got mm-hmm. funded within 15 hours, which we were obviously really happy with and we hoped for it, but yeah, still we didn't dare to... Yeah, to, you don't want to jinx it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> didn't want to... Yeah, so um, no, we got really, really happy when that when that uh, succeeded. Uh, from then on, it's... Uh, yeah, now we get a shitload of emails from PR uh, companies. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. So it's also hard to distinguish, okay, what should we do and what shouldn't we do? And uh, yeah, right yeah. now uh, some Facebook campaigns running and uh, and we still get in uh, about uh, yeah three to five backers a day, uh, something like that, two that's to good. five. Uh, and that's that's fine. Uh, so we have the, our campaigns running for 30 more days, so that would mm-hmm. mean... Uh, about uh, yeah, seventy to hundred more backers. Yep. Which, yeah, would be really nice. And everything that comes above that is just uh, yeah, great. great. 
Well, we already yeah. registered it as a, as a start of our company. So that's, that's uh, cool. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll I want to dive into the Kickstarter uh, in just a minute here, but before we get to that, I mean, running a, a campaign in a small business and when you've got people working other jobs, it's, it's a, it's a hectic time, right? I mean, as you yeah. said, I mean, it's a lot going on, right? A lot of plate spinning. What do you tool, what tools or what do you do to stay organized just to make sure that you're not missing, you know, anything during this, this critical part of your company here? Yeah, so um, so we build a like a, a, a Trello board, okay, where we organize all the things that were coming up. So all the things we had to organize and fix before. Um, yeah, right now we just uh, yeah really keep together track of our mailbox and uh, answering people. But we yeah we, we call each other all the time <laughs> to discuss okay who's gonna who's gonna pick up what, who's contacting who, uh, try all. Divided, so we still both uh, have our uh, yeah uh, our uh, jobs, uh, previous jobs uh, besides as well. So we took some days off, and sometimes we're at the office, sometimes not. Then uh, yeah, it's uh, really seeing who's be able who's able to do what at uh, what moment. Um, yeah, and we uh, yeah we we use Trello a lot to to organize ourselves, and now it's mainly keeping the mailbox organized and sure. just. And make every day to do lists. Okay, who's gonna do what? Uh, gotcha. And very important, I think, uh, and that's our f- first thing always to to do the uh, communication with with our current backers. Do it well. So we rather have a few less backers uh, uh, than dive into everything and uh, and don't do the things. Sure, sure. We already. Uh, right. So, yeah. Right. It's important. Yeah. Communication is such an important part right now. So it's, it's good to stay on top of it for everybody, you as the project creators and uh, that communication with backers. It's, it's so important. So, you know, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but let's actually flip over uh, to the Kickstarter. Um, so as of right now, we're talking, you mentioned you've got 31 days to go here. Um, you know, you had a, I'm, I'm, I'm in US dollars. I think it's pretty close, but um, just about a $20,000 goal. And you've, yeah. you know, you, you've crushed that. Obviously you're sitting at 34,725 right now now as we're talking with 113 backers. So um, before you launched the campaign, um, you know, you mentioned that there was obviously you're working on design and all that sort of stuff, but what was outside of friends and family, what were you doing content wise to get people to be aware that this project's coming, you know, that the the watch is coming here, people, you know, you mentioned you're building the website and stuff with your, uh, with your girlfriend, but what, what type of content were you trying to create? Uh, so, so yeah, we used the social media, but we, and also there we did some, um, so we didn't use that much uh, money on our, uh, on our campaign beforehand. Um, so we did a social media, we, we, in the start, we did a little bit the, the trick of like following, liking people, but also mm-hmm. really like watches. And from then we started just building and not use any robots or things like that. So our followers are I think quite genuine followers. Um, on Facebook, we did some campaigns uh, targeting different target groups to find out okay who's our target, uh, which people are most interested in our uh, in our product. And that's also hard to say because yeah, it depends from day to day. Uh, sure. I mean, did you guys did you guys put together like a buyer persona in your mind? Like we think that the average person is man. Yeah, so- we had a f- 40, whatever it might be, you know. Yeah, so we had a few of them and also t- tested them. So, for example, we found out that, that uh, men between 25 and 45, that that's the, uh, yeah, that, that was the most important target group. Um, and then a little bit more from 25 to 35, but 
the difference was not that big, so we could include the 35 to 45 as well in our uh, paid uh, Facebook campaigns. Um, yeah, we looked a little bit in which segments, so we did a little bit into the uh, medicals, um, a little bit into the like barber, retro, uh, vintage uh, kind of uh, kind of area. Um, we also dove a little bit into motor uh, uh, motorbike uh, riders because there it might be as well to uh, to have the boat functionalities. Um, so we made and we had a few more. So we had a few segments and we tested. Okay, which which ones uh, give the best results when we do paid uh, marketing? Um, so this helped us also to grow uh, a little bit the likes on our Facebook page. Um, so we got quite a targeted crowd, and we um, yeah we started an early bird list on our website to see uh, see the interest uh, of people, and also we, we used that on social media to see if there was interest, and also not only from our friends but also from people we didn't know. Yeah. And that, yeah, that went quite uh, quite okay. So yeah, at a certain moment we felt also confident that it should be uh, should be able to uh, to work. Did you have a um... Did you get have any metric in mind before you launched? You know, we wanted to have I don't know, a thousand email addresses, or you know, was there just any metric you were you you wanted to hit before you uh, pushed the go button? No, so we got actually a lot of people telling us, okay, you should have that many email addresses or that many uh, followers, or uh, uh, and we have been a quite a little stubborn, I think, in the, in that way because we we didn't really, uh, yeah, we didn't really. Uh, yeah, take into our. We took it into account, but uh, yeah, some people said you need at least two uh, two thousand uh, email addresses or this or that. So we, uh, but yeah, we felt more like focusing on quality to so see if those people that were on the list are they really interested. So sometimes uh, approach them, ask them what they liked about the product. So yeah, we chose a little bit more for quality than for quantity. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was also a little bit of guess, and also so we had a list of a little bit, a little bit more than two email addresses on our early bird list, uh, and we had our social media, um, yeah, four hundred uh, followers on Instagram, five hundred on Facebook, I think a little bit more than five hundred. Um, so it was, yeah, and on Twitter as well, about four hundred, I think. So it was, yeah, we we didn't really know what to expect exactly and how many people would convert um but yeah that turned out so there were a lot of people that we knew uh through our network or that were friends from friends so we could really approach those people and ask them how interested they were so that made us at least confident that we would be able to get, uh, reach our goal mm, uh yeah right. it worked out quite well so yeah maybe we didn't do it the normal way there but uh yeah for us the focus on quality instead of quantity um, That's cool. Yeah. Has there been anything interesting in your dashboard that you're kind of, uh, I don't know, just been intrigued by? Is there, I don't know, a country that's that's that you weren't expecting to that was that's really into this? Anything weird standing out? Um, so uh, Japan, uh, uh, quite some people uh, from Japan. We yeah, we we knew it. Uh, yeah, Japan uh, watches and Japan that uh, that is uh, and and also gadgets that. Uh, might be an interesting combination, but we found it hard in the in the pre-marketing on Facebook to uh, approach them. Mm. Uh, uh, also, maybe because of language. Um, uh, but during the Kickstarter, we got quite some backers from Japan. Um, 
yeah, besides that, um, yeah, it's really hard to, uh, it's really hard. We really have no idea uh, what's going to happen the, the, the next day. So sometimes yeah. you wake up, got two, three new backers from whatever country, Israel, France, right. and uh, United States, and, and sometimes you get a little bit of people from your network again, but it's, uh, sorry. No, I don't know. We lost you for a second. I think you're back. Um, uh, so I was going to ask too, like, um, how did you guys handle, how are you handling shipping with you being in, uh, in Amsterdam? How, how are you figuring out shipping across the globe? How, what's those conversations been like? Yeah, so, yeah, we basically looked into the big big uh, shipping uh, companies, so like uh, TNT, uh, DHL. Uh, um, yeah, so we looked uh, beforehand, are we able to ship uh, worldwide? And that shouldn't be any problem. Um, and you can, yeah, if we uh, we let them know France, so there's, uh, depending on how many it will be, but let's say uh, there will be uh, 200 watches coming or 200 packages, and we're going to send them out to many different countries. And if we let them know up front, there's, yeah, it's no problem to uh, to uh, to ship them worldwide. That's great. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's quite fine. And um, yeah, also in that way, Amsterdam is uh, a really good location to be. So uh, Sure, yeah. sure. And, you know, so, so let's talk a little bit about what the future might look like. So, you know, where do you see sort of the next year going for this type of project? Um, is this something you're making a bunch of different versions of this? You're running a Kickstarter every year. How, how do you, what do you guys see the future looking like? Um, so yeah, after this, we're uh, yeah we're already building our web shop. So we want to start with web shop and then also uh, start going to retailers to see uh, first a little bit the small retailers where we really think our products fits in. So we we really want to take care of our uh, uh, of our identity of the brand. Um, we're also working on a, a smaller watch that is. Yeah, more unisex, so more for the guy that loves a little bit smaller, thinner watch, uh, and also for uh, for for women. Um, so we have the first sketches there, and we're gonna do the same thing uh, uh, with like the twist and click uh, uh, solution. It will be a little bit different because yeah, the, the watch is different, and uh, so our engineer is working again on it. <laughs> uh, so we're working on that now also. So yeah, we're planning to launch more watches. Haven't really decided on if we're going to do it on Kickstarter or maybe do pre-orders on our uh, website for the sure. next uh, next launch. Depends also a little bit on how the Kickstarter thing will evolve, I think. It's also a little bit what you said. There are so many projects, watch products out on Kickstarter. Um, so Kickstarter obviously gives you traffic and also uh, new backers but it's also a little bit we also have to analyze so how how much does it give to us and how much does it yeah cost us or sure. uh, uh since there are so many projects you can drown a little bit in the in the big crowd so mm -hmm. yeah have to analyze it but we will yeah we are working on on new models and uh, yeah we want to continue with it and uh, make it really our full-time uh, full-time uh, uh, job. So. That's great. So you've got 31 days to go when we're talking right now, and then it's usually a couple of weeks for the money to drop from uh, from Kickstarter. But what is the first step out of the gate to get these watches in people's hands? What, what, what's the what's the marching orders? 
Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, basically directly when, when, when it's the 1st of July and our project ends, we're going to place the order. We got everything already sorted out with our uh, producer. So it's basically to, to place the order and, uh, um, yeah, and they will start producing uh, with a production time of about 70 days. Uh, and then it's up to us to arrange for all the quality uh, uh, controls and everything like that. So everything runs smooth. Uh, after after it's finished and uh, they can ship it directly to us, uh, and also the same goes for the for the straps and the uh, chains and cords. Um, yeah, and there's also some small things we still uh, we still have to do, like making a manual and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most things we really got sorted out uh, from watch to all the accessories and packaging and uh, yeah, so um, it's it's a lot about yeah placing orders and uh, get everything. That's great. That's awesome. So where can people learn more information on the Dr. W brand here? How can people learn more about you? Where, where can people dive into your world? Oh, did we lose you? Uh-oh. Let's see if we lost you there. Are you coming back? Oh, I might have to bebop and scat here for a little bit here. Just see if we can't get, uh, get Rendier back. Yeah. Oh, oh, come on, Zoom. Power back. So yeah, this is a this is a, definitely an interesting uh, watch. I, I, I like this one just because it had a, a unique twist on it. So hopefully we can. Uh, again, no pun intended. I don't know why I keep saying that. No, it must be oh, because I see the word twist here. But um, yeah, did, oh, we must have lost him. Let's see if he jumps back here in a second. We'll keep recording here, uh, and we'll see if we can't get him back on just to kind of wrap up this interview. Because it's a, uh, I, mean, I always find it fascinating uh, these watch companies, just because it's there's so much that goes into it, um, putting together the brand, the image, the styling, the story guides, the product, you know, the the, the products, right? That, how you, how they look, how they feel. Uh, let's see if we can't if we got Rendier back here. Help you back. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Well, we're just going to, we're going to wrap up here. I had one last question. I don't know if you heard it or not, but I just wanted to, where people can learn more information outside of the Kickstarter. How can people dive into your world kind of learn about your brand a little bit more and, and, uh, and follow you online. So our uh, website is, uh, drwbrand.com. Uh, we've written actually blogs all the way from the start. So it might be quite nice if you're, uh, yeah, if you're into, uh, starting your own business or starting your watch company, uh, yeah, it's we really have taken people all the way from the start uh, through our whole uh, journey. So that's where you can find information, and we will also keep posting blogs because yeah, I think it's yeah, people nice love the keep... behind the scenes stuff, man. People love learning yeah. about what, what you're working on, so it's great. Yeah, and also I think for Kickstarter, it's yeah, for me at least, if I if I back something on Kickstarter, I also want to know the people and see if I trust them and uh, uh, yeah, feel it's a nice story. So yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, Rindir, I appreciate you taking time out of your day. I know it's a busy part of uh, of a business here when you're running a Kickstarter and and uh, you giving us 40 minutes for me and my listeners to talk about your company is awesome. And I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you for the platform. It was really nice to do it. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. really nice about the project. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, man. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, thanks so much. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. All right. How about that conversation? I'm always fascinated by these watch companies on Kickstarter. There's just, you know, we talked about it a little bit. There's a lot of campaigns. I think the other, uh, we were working on a project maybe a few months ago where there was like 40 campaigns going at one time for watches. That's a lot, mind you. That's a lot. 
So congrats to them on a really great campaign, and uh, they still got 30 some odd days to go. So that's that should be a big big project over there. Uh, song we listen to is called song called California. Uh, you know, it's a nice summer outside uh, driving song, so I thought I'd play this today. Um, all right, guys. Well, I hope you guys all have a great week. And again, make sure you subscribe over on iTunes. Go to Woodshed.agency. Hang out with us there a little bit. And um, oh, and by the way, if you want to watch this uh, this interview, uh, you can go over to Facebook and watch the Facebook Live um, restream where you can see uh, us talking and you can see our faces. How about that? All right, guys. Hopefully, have a great week, and I'll talk to you all next week. This house can